0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production.
1: This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators in the industry. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. episode we make our triumphant comeback i talk about heroes con where i have just been as well as comics i'm reading like deadly class Then we move into an interview with grace ellis and brooke allen part of the creative team on the smash hit comic lumberjanes welcome back to our very first second episode of less than live um we are thrilled with the response from the first one it's it's kind of i mean nobody Expects it. It's a little bit freaky. We're very thrilled, but mostly we're happy that you're here uh, hanging out. And I say we because, you know, there's a whole production team. It's not just me and my iPod. These guys here at Village Sound are making me sound beautiful, and I thank them every day. Um, the last time we talked, we talked with Ian McGinty, the artist on Bravest Warriors, and we didn't even know when our first issue was coming out, but it has come out. It's been and gone. Well, it's not gone, it's still out. You still buy it. But uh, it came out June 25th, and it is issue 21 of this series, although it is a very good jumping-on point. If you have a basic knowledge of the TV show, or even if not, it's Teens in Space, and there's a cat that's part ladybug, and one of the teens is part mermaid. You can read it now. You're fine. Um, It was based off of the Cartoon Hangover web series that was created by Pendleton Ward, uh, the creator of Adventure Time, and its second season on YouTube just wrapped up. Some crazy shit happened, (laughs) and I'm not sure how it's going to affect the comic, but stay tuned and find out. Um, Our next issue is number 22, and that is out on July 23rd. I just got to see it last night, and... It is beautiful. Ian is ramping it up every issue with the art, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a lot of really fun stuff going on with it. There's secret codes. There's a lot of tension and feelings and space battles and so yeah, everything that you would want. Uh, hopefully, unless you are a hermit that lives in the woods and doesn't like that stuff, in which case, how'd you get a podcast, freak? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that next issue on July 23rd which is just after San Diego Comic-Con. I will not be attending this year, which is the saddest thing in the world because uh, Viz Media contacted me and asked if they could interview me for the Sailor Moon Blu-ray, but only if I was at San Diego Comic-Con. It's just, if you've ever felt your dreams being crushed, that, you know, if that's my worst problem, really, life is not so bad. But uh, if you were going to be there or if you're the kind of person who watches and observes comic news, um, I got some stuff. There's some stuff coming out. There's going to be some things announced. So, I don't know. Check it out. If you like comics. <laughs> and the last time we recorded, I had just come back from the Toronto Comic Arts Festival, which, uh, as I said, is one of my favorite shows. I got to go to a show just this past weekend um, in uh, North Carolina called Heroes Con, and it was my first time there. I've uh, I've had this con recommended to me by a lot of people who say you know the quality of artists is just unsurpassed and uh, that the environment is really great you know it's it's the con where you go to the parties and you see everybody that you want to see so I'd been told this and uh, I was really nervous because you know I, when I'm in in indie cons um, and at these smaller press shows I, I feel like I know a lot more people but at, at bigger shows it's it's a little intimidating to walk around and go oh yeah okay there's you know everyone who works on Batman. It's not not quite as as small an environment, but uh, the rumors were true. Heroes is one of the best shows that I've been to. The organizers are incredible and were super kind. Um, Started off on an awesome note when I found out I was on the same flight as uh, Chip Zdarsky, the artist of sex criminals and renowned uh, gentleman. So we came in together uh, along with Tom Fowler and a couple other Canadians. Um, And uh, yeah, we... I don't know. We started hanging out that day and uh, I got to see um, Matt Fraction, uh, his, you know, the writer on Sex Criminals and his wife, Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's one of my favorite writers. So it kind of kicked off on a really, really awesome note. Um, they've been super supportive to me. Kelly Sue is an honorary member of the Valkyries, which is the society I run for women who work in comic shops, and on the Saturday morning of the convention, she ran a breakfast for about seven of us, uh, women in retail, and it was really great. You know, we went to a little French bakery, and we talked about destroying the patriarchy, and and that was (laughs) was about as, as good as it gets. I, uh... I was completely floored by the quality of artists at Heroes and had to kind of stop myself from freaking out over a lot of people. There was a table or a series of tables, a row, I guess, would be the technical term of, uh, I don't know, the, the kings and queen of watercolor in comics, I would say. Um, Babs Tar, who you might know from her biker gang version of the Sailor Scouts, which is kind of all over Tumblr a lot of the time. And she's just an incredible artist and, you know, draws magical girls and warrior princesses, which is my jam all the time. She was tabled with Chris Anka and Jake Wyatt, who are both absolutely incredible artists. And Jake Wyatt gave me a really, really sweet print of Jay-Z in a Chrono Trigger outfit, which is sitting happily on my wall now. Um, And they were tabled with someone who was I mean, I don't. I don't want to pick favorites, but Kevin Wada, goddamn, he is one of the best artists in comics. I mean, he, you know, he's been doing illustration and illustrative work for a while, and his his watercolor, high fashion reinterpretations of the X Men, which is a really fun sentence to say. They're some of the best things that I've seen. Now, you probably know him if you're reading superhero comics um, as the cover artist on She Hulk right now. And those covers are insane. I bought one of them while I was there. Not the original because I'm not a millionaire, but <laughs> one of his prints. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. He's, he's an amazing person. I got a commission of Marceline from Adventure Time from him because it was about the only thing I bought for myself all weekend other than his. Okay, so everything I bought for myself was from Kevin Wada, and I'm not sorry. It was great. I was tabled with a crew of people I know from uh, just outside of Boston. Uh, Ming Doyle was right next to me. She's the artist on Mara, which was written by Brian Wood. Um, Ming was next to Maris Wicks, who is the—she's an illustrator. She's worked on Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors, but she's also got a really great book called Primates, which she gave me a copy of, which was awesome. And next to her was Joe Canones, who just came out with a book called Blood Spell, which is written by Paul Dini, and it is— a really fun, self-contained Black Canary and Zatanna story, and they're not New 52. It's very reminiscent of, uh, you know, the kind of Batman stuff that I grew up with in the animated series. It really has that feel, which I guess you could attribute to Paul Dini a little bit, but Joe's art works so well. He's He just draws women in such a fun way. It never feels cheesecake even when they're sexy, and he can make them brash and and aggressive and kind of silly, and it's nice to see that variation where not everybody looks a little bit like a blow-up doll. So Joe's one of my favorite people, and it was really exciting to be tabled with him. This is basically just a long list of people I bought things from at Heroes. (laughs) One of them was uh, Phil Noto, who you have probably seen his art He is the interior and cover artist on Black Widow right now and doing an amazing job. He's been doing covers for a long time, and it's really fun to see him doing interiors. I got a print from him. I saw Andy Bellanger. I saw Mike Cho. I spilled some coffee on Francesco Francavilla's sketchbook, which I'm never going to live down. And then later in the night, I crashed a wedding with my new best friend, Chris Haley, who is the other artist on Comics Alliance. He does Comics Everybody and uh, did a comic called Let's Be Friends Again. And uh, we met as we bonded over my Metaluna Mutant Tattoo from Mystery Science Theater because we are the world's biggest nerds and hung out pretty much for the entire weekend. And now uh, we really want to make comics together because that's how this stuff happens. It's just magic. That was Heroes. Um, It's kind of a long list of name-dropping, but man, what a show. You know, I came back from it super invigorated and and just wanting to make new things and found a bunch of people that I want to work with. So I'm really thankful to that show for for making me feel so great. All right, on to the second portion of our exciting program, stuff that I'm reading. Um, I have been picking up a lot of single issues lately, Um, even though I'm now only working one day a week at my comic shop, which is kind of a crazy transition because that's how I got into this wild and wily industry. Um, I have been really, really loving a lot of stuff coming out from Image, but one of my favorites right now is Deadly Class. It's uh, five issues in right now, and uh, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, it's written by Rick Remender and drawn by Wes Craig. And the art in this book, I tell you, is just, like, insane. There's a a two-issue story pretty much that takes place inside of an acid trip and it's kind of the most fun I've had reading an issue of a comic in a really long time so if you like art like Paul Pope and Becky Cloonan a little bit of that brush style but a little finer there's a lot of detail in each page you know tons of panels and it's there's a lot going on there's a lot to look at and it takes a while to get through an issue and I like that I like when something's kind of meaty and it takes you more than five minutes to really absorb it. You know, I felt that way when J.H. Williams was drawing Batwoman. You know, I, It takes me 45 minutes to get through an issue, and you feel like it's worth the money. And that's really, really great. Um, I also had a really good time with the second issue of Bee and Puppycat. And I talked about that on the last episode, and I'm still talking about it because it is just charming. Um, the second issue has to do with Bee, who is a temp worker along with her magical puppycat going to some kind of alternative dimension and having to find uh, which of a number of music boxes is broken. And in, in each page, when you know she's going through the different music boxes, it's got this really beautiful little illustration and a QR code on it. And I'm not normally the biggest fan of QR codes because, I mean, I'm a person with sanity. But this is was a such a genius and adorable use of them. So, I mean, I had to download a reader for my phone, but it took all of three seconds. And you you scan the QR code, and then it takes you to a little YouTube video where it has the same picture from the comic, and then it plays a little music box song. And I just thought that was so cute. It's just so interactive and and different. You know, and so I got to kind of sit there with my comic and my phone playing the little songs, and uh, it was really sweet. I like that. I like when a comic kind of comes off the page and interacts with you that way. So that was really fun. There's a new issue of Saga uh, this week, which is always either completely beautiful or life-destroying, and usually both. Um, the last one—the and the issue before this one, issue 19, if you're reading it, the last page was, was pretty destructive— And this one was as well. I mean, it continues to always be shocking. It continues to have some of the best first and last pages of any comic. And I really notice them now. You know, you always look for what that shit crazy thing (laughs) the issue is going to open with. So it's it's just so good. Um, They talk in the back matter of the issue about doing 25 variant covers for the 25th issue. And while I'm not really sure how I feel about it, I'm really interested to see what artists they would get on that because everyone loves this series, and I think everybody would bring their A-game. So if it does happen, it's going to be beautiful. The seventh issue of Rat Queens comes out on July 9th, and while I didn't talk about this book last time, I have got to talk about it now. It is so much fun. The first volume of it is out now from Image, and it's $10. This series is by Curtis Weeb and Rock Up Church, and it is... D&D badass ladies. It's uh, an all-female cast pretty much. I mean, there's there's a lot of male secondary characters, but the main cast is female. It's very diverse in terms of orientation, ethnicity, you know, sexuality, life experiences. It's a bunch of girls in a, a world of Warcraft-esque type village um causing havoc and getting drunk and doing drugs. And it's just wonderful. It's just this complete celebration of um not following the rules (laughs) and i'm totally charmed by it it was something i came around to really late and was recommended to me by a lot of the girls in the valkyries and yeah i I just can't wait Uh, there's talk about we would a workshop working this into an animated series and i said it on twitter and i'll say it again i would kill to play hannah Adventure Time 29 just came out, and uh, Jim Rugg has been doing the art on this one, and he's a guy I've I've really liked his art for a long time, and a lot of friends are big fans. Um, He's got a book I actually just borrowed called Street Angel, which is about a 12-year-old girl, um, kind of a homeless kid, just causing shit and starting fights, and... I'm, I'm, I've am I'm got it sitting on my bed and I'm just about to read it so I'm looking forward to that but he did a really great job with this last arc and it was super fun to see someone else doing it because um, Sherry sorry Shelley Perling and Braden Lamb have been the artists on that series pretty much for the whole run and they do an incredible job it looks so much like the show and it's so on model and Jim Ruggs is like just, just a tiny bit rougher and I kind of like it and has a little bit of a different character So that's been really fun. And uh, I think the next issue should be a one-shot. That's sort of how the the series works. And, yeah, like, I don't know. If you're not reading the Adventure Time comics, if you're just a fan of the show, or if you're not of either, I mean, Ryan North, who's writing them, writes dinosaur comics, and he writes the Midas Flesh, and he wrote a Choose Your Own Adventure version of Hamlet. Like, he's incredible. He's an incredible person. And these comics are so much fun. Uh, You can start pretty much with any... I mean, it goes four issues to an arc, and then there's a one-shot. So you can start from issue one, you can start from issue six, you can start from issue, you know, 11, I guess. And uh, so you're not ever going to be too far behind. behind. And I really like that. Uh, Last episode, I talked about This One Summer by Marika and Jillian Tamaki and how excited I was to check it out. And, oh, my God, it did not disappoint. Uh, That is that is one of the best graphic novels I have read in years. Um, I had, you know, really touched on that idea of it, it speaking to a strange kind of childhood nostalgia, and it it really does. It's like these moments in childhood that you just completely forget because it's overwhelmed by the trip you took to Disney or that crazy fight your parents got in or, you know, the boy that you liked on that field trip. It's It's the... It's the dimmer stars in the sky, you know, it's looking out the window on that 9-hour bus trip to grandma's and it's that day you sat on the beach for 3 hours and did nothing other than build something out of a pile of rocks. It's these little quiet moments that you forget and it kind of creeps in around the edges as you read it. And that just that atmospheric aspect to it is something that I just I loved. Um so definitely check that out. I think it's a it's a perfect A perfect book for a drizzly summer afternoon. (laughs) I talk a lot about Lumberjanes both in the podcast, on my Tumblr, on Twitter, when I'm in panels, and you know, it's a bit self-serving because I am involved with the series. I, uh, I design the badges that the Lumberjanes earn as they go about their adventures, but uh, it, is, it is just a ton of fun. Now, we're going to have Grace Ellis and Brooke Allen on the show in just a little bit. Um, Brooke Allen is the series artist, and Grace is one of the writers, and they're both really good friends of mine. They're awesome, awesome people and inspired my dramatic haircut. So, you know, (laughs) they're in my good books forever. Um, Boombox is the publisher putting out Lumberjanes as well as The Midas Flesh, and they've just announced their next project, which is Teen Dog. Uh, Jake Lawrence, an amazing Australian guy. I mentioned that he's Australian simply because uh, it's a very distinctive Feature of a person that they're from Australia. Um, <laughs> Jake is uh, is a friend. He's an awesome dude, and the series is is being touted as you know what if high school was good, and I like that. It's all we really know about it is it is a teen dog and his friend, and they skateboard, and they're I would imagine they're probably gonna fight crime at some point. Like that seems like what you would do if you were a teen dog with a skateboard. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's just kind of dripping, technicolor, fun, summery stuff. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And it's fun seeing all these projects coming out of Boombox right now because it's a lot of people that I know and love, and I get to see covers by a lot of my awesome friends. So that's really cool. Uh, the one other book that I'm really looking forward to this summer is Through the Woods, I talked about Emily Carroll last time, and I'll talk about Emily Carroll for the rest of my life, probably. She is an artist of horror comics. You know, she does sweeter things sometimes, but the stuff I really love is the stuff with teeth. And she's got a book collection of a lot of her webcomics and shorter stories and longer stories uh, on uh, July 15th. That's going to be coming out, and I cannot wait for this. It's a big, lush, hardcover, and it is about time. I can't get enough of her stuff. I am constantly recommending it to people because it has such a different flavor. I mean, you see a lot of adventure stories, you see a lot of magical girl stories, you see a lot of autobiographical comics, but that pure creeping horror is not something a lot of people approach, you know, within the indie comics community anyway, and her stuff is just the best. So I really hope that we're going to be talking to her at some point um, if I can woo her away from her work. And uh, yeah, so look for that in a little over a month or a little less than a month in about a month. I don't know. Get a calendar. She's so sweet. This your tweets. And now for some questions from Twitter. The first one I get is, if you could write for any existing property, what would it be? And I answer this most of the time with the same thing, which is Clone High. Ian and I talked about it, and if you're a fan of Clone High and you read Bravest Warriors, you will discover that uh, Clone High is almost a main character in Bravest Warriors. Um, The references are myriad and unapologetic. (laughs) I'm a huge fan. I love that cartoon, and uh, adapting it would be kind of a dream. You know, it, there's a lot of other thing shows and cartoons and things that I really like. I mean, I'd work on anything Sailor Moon related. And I would love to write an Archie story. I mean, I grew up on Archie. I have thousands of hours worth of, like, opinions about Archie and his polygamy. And just the the model for relationships that exists in that universe that is just so even know if it's anachronistic it's just kind of it's almost sci-fi that like a not very attractive redheaded dude gets away with dating two girls that are best friends I mean you assume he's sleeping with both of them because they're you know they're like 17 or 18 they're, they're definitely at least going to lover's lane and there's some heavy petting going on so like he he's sleeping or making out or groping with these two girls who are best friends who know about each other but hate each other when they're fighting over Archie. Archie is also dating, like, 17 other girls. And everybody seems to be kind of okay with it. Like, this model just would not exist in high school. I mean, in, in you know, high school's more insane now even than when I was in it. And especially with social media and and everyone being aware of what everybody's doing at all times. Like, you can't even favorite somebody's tweet if they've got a boyfriend in high school. So just the fact that some dude is like, oh, yeah— I, you know, am a moderately attractive 17-year-old boy, and yeah, I've got, like, 17 girlfriends. It's cool. They all know about it. Anyway, I got off track. But, um... (laughs) So clearly I'm invested. I would love to write for Archie. And they seem to be getting a little wilder and a little crazier with their plot lines and what the company will allow. I mean, Afterlife with Archie is insane. The Sabrina series that's been solicited for October looks nuts. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the dream. (laughs) At Max Soda asks me, Kate, that's me, you mentioned you grew up a fan of Buffy, as did I. Who's your favorite character, and what's your favorite episode? Um, That changes, because when I was growing up, Willow was my girl. She was the nerd, and she was socially awkward, and she was kind of gay, and then super gay, so I, I identified pretty hard. I mean, you know, I I, I came out kind of when Willow did, and that was, you know, it was a big deal for me. But, but over the years, uh, I've really come around to Buffy as kind of a main character. You know, growing up, she was the blonde main character, so I couldn't really identify. I mean, I was a kid, and I was blonde, but I didn't want to be blonde, and I wanted to be the weirdo. And, you know, the the older I have gotten and the more uh, dozens of times I've rewatched the entire TV series, the more I've really come around to, to Buffy. You know, she has an incredible amount of struggles and, and she is such a multifaceted character. And for the protagonist of a, a TV show and especially, you know, a, a sci-fi, fantasy, horror TV show, because Buffy was everything, I mean, a lot of different genres at once. For that, you know, to have a main character who is so many things, I mean, she's vulnerable and and she's aggressive and she makes all kinds of mistakes and she screws up. But she, you know, really tries her best, but she can also be really flaky and she gets what she wants kind of sexually. She goes for it and, and, you know, she's very in charge of herself. She has her own agenda. And you just don't see that that often. And I don't think I quite understood growing up how much of an effect that it had on me so Buffy, I guess. Buffy's, you know, my favorite character now that I have sort of grown to appreciate her. Um, My favorite episode is also the episode I'm the most scared of, which is Hush, uh, which is the episode with the gentleman. And if anybody's ever seen it knows it's the scariest episode of the show. Um, It's about a group of these floating skeleton-headed monsters in suits um, <laughs> who turn the entire town silent. The whole episode is silent and it's brilliantly done. It was one of the things I loved about the show is that it did these crazy things like the musical episode and, and, you know, it would take these risks. You know, 40 minutes of television where basically only five minutes have any kind of dialogue is it's pretty crazy and it was so well done and so terrifying and I watched Buffy when I was pretty young and I was definitely too young for that episode and I did not sleep for three days. And I've grown to really respect it (laughs) just for being so well done. Um, So, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Um, Other than that, there is a season finale, season two, uh, becoming episodes one and two, which is when Buffy sends Angel to hell. Sorry if you didn't know that. You're like 10 years too late. And it's your fault um, for missing out on the greatest show of all time. And that was a, you know, there's really important to me, and and it's something that I I've talked about on comics panels before. Just very specifically, this moment where Buffy is cornered and she's about to be stabbed. Angel's evil, everything's going wrong, and he kind of does this whole speech about how she has no weapons and she has no friends, and it's like, you know, what do you have left? And he goes to stab her. She grabs the sword and she's just like me, and pushes it back at him. And oh, I get chills. I get chills. Um, thinking about it, and it was just this moment of this this tiny blonde woman, a teenage character, although Sarah Michelle Geller was like thirty or something. Um, and I believed that she was a teenager at the time, you know, just just took charge so aggressively and saved everybody. And and that was a that was a big deal. So yeah, those those two moments in that show cannot overstate the the impact the Buffy's had on me. All right, since I'm rambling unnecessarily on these Twitter questions, we got one more, which is from at the noir guy who asks me if you could turn any video game into a comic that you would draw or write, what would it be? Which is kind of tough because I've played like four video games. I grew up without consoles in a house that most of the time did not have cable TV. My parents were big museum people and book people and Scrabble people, if that tells you really anything. Um, Listening to tool, yeah. So, you know, um, I I didn't play a lot of video games. I'd never had Nintendo. I never, you know, had a PlayStation. I would play it when I went to, to my friend's houses or usually my boyfriend's houses. Sorry to be stereotypical, but that was the case. It was the first time I ever touched a GameCube. <laughs> it was, uh. um, so my favorite video game is Bioshock. And I have played all three of them uh, like, three times. I don't know why. Something just hooked for me. I had a roommate that had a copy of the first one uh, just before the second one was coming out, and despite my protestations of I have no idea how to play video games, what's an inverted y-axis, I don't even know how to do anything ever, and I got so into it because it's this crazy, you know, mystery puzzle game, and it's got a really crazy reveal at the end of it, and the graphics are beautiful, and it's scary in a really interesting way, but not... Like dead space, which is too scary. I can't do that. So um I don't know. I mean, I would I would I feel like I would write for that just because it's the thing I'm the most familiar with, except I would make uh the female character from Bioshock Infinite the main character, and she would be way tougher because I'm super predictable. And that's yeah, so I don't know. Um I would give her a lot more agency. But um that's, that's probably it. You know, Bioshock forever. And I, I wish I had—I wish I knew more. But I play, like, Candy Crush. And there's no, there's no comic for Candy Crush other than, like, I've been stuck on fucking level 86 for, like, three months. That's not a comic. It's just me living in a permanent hell. And it's horrible. Anyway, that is the end of Twitter questions. <laughs> We're going to take a break for just a minute and help me pay for my boat.
0: Strange Adventures Comics and Curiosities has the widest and wisest selection of comics and graphic novels in Atlantic Canada. Toys, games, and collectibles of all kinds at this award-breaking store. With three locations to confuse you better. In Fredericton, Dartmouth, and Halifax. Neat, right? Check out the website at strangeadventures.com. Strange Adventures, proud sponsor of Less Than Live with Kate or Die. Kate's gonna interview you Gonna interview you now. She's gonna ask questions, he's gonna interview you, He's gonna interview you now. This is the interview section.
1: Alright, so today we are talking to two of the creators of Lumberjanes, which is like a massive successful hit from uh, Boombox, which is a, a division of Boom uh, Studios. Um, I never stopped talking about it, so you know what it is. Um, we've got Brooke Allen here, who is the artist on Lumberjanes. Hey, Brooke. Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> we also have uh, formerly intern Grace, now just Grace, of Auto Straddle who is also the co-writer on Lumberjanes with Noelle Stevenson. What's up, Grace?
0: What's up? Hey, guys. How's
1: it going? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys because uh, you know you're it's a pretty big creative team on Lumberjanes. and it's really neat um to get to hear from you. how is it going right now?
0: I think it's going really well, Brooke, how do you think it's going i I also think it's going really well. I'm actually working on it right now as as we talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe <That's>... that <laughs> what you draw on um can you tell I, me? I, I don't know. Can I? Can I talk about it? You can talk about yeah, it in vague terms. I, no, I think you, I. I think you totally should. Yeah. Okay. Well, at this very moment, I'm drawing a Velociraptor. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> it's a really serious book. So.
1: If you if yeah if you had asked me to list like 40 things that I would have expected you to be drawing, Velociraptor might have made the list. To be fair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have made you guess next time. Next time.
1: Okay, but I'm going to get, next time it's not going to be a dinosaur.
0: Well, it well might we, be. I don't know. Are there a lot of dinosaurs coming in Lumberjanes? Well, Grace is riding it. Right. Oh, Grace. So.
1: <laughs> Question <laughs> for intern Grace. Now just Grace. Are there more dinosaurs in Lumberjanes?
0: I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are some dinosaurs but I can't, okay. I don't want to go into too much detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good, good.
1: No, this is. I mean, it's been really great. Um, you know, I know that I, I know you guys, and and we talked about this a lot at uh, Emerald City, and then Brooke, well, excuse me, when we were at Calgary together. But um, you know, this this is kind of a really big deal for for both you guys. I mean, it, a really big first kind of project. I mean, I know Brooke, you've you've done a lot of other illustration, you've done um, tons of comic stuff. But I mean, in terms of you know a, a major publication like this thing's sort of blown up a lot yeah
0: <laughs> mm. it's crazy
1: because i mean we were sitting next together at emerald city comic-con and and you guys you guys were definitely like it was nuts you guys were like the, sh-
0: the star of the show uh, no no i mean just because I,
1: I just want to talk about it a little bit because i mean i've been to a lot of conventions just you know either with strange adventures or on my own stuff and like what what is it like the first time. I mean, how many, how many shows have you guys been to since *Lumberjanes* has come out?
0: Um, that's the only con I've been to since it came out. I've done a couple signings here and there. Um, but everything I've been to has been so overwhelming. I mean, Emerald City was my first con ever. Like I've, I'd never even like gone to a con as just like a human. (laughs) So It was like, I don't know. I, it's, this is embarrassing because I'm like a writer on this project, but I can't even really put it into words um, how <laughs> overwhelming that was. But it was like fantastic, and everyone was so great, and it was just, uh, I've I've never been so excited for such an extended period of time. It was just like hitting peaks the entire weekend. Yeah, that's that can get a little exhausting. That <laughs> no, was great. It was I would I would do a thousand cons, maybe not back to back, but it was emerald was City awesome.
1: was was a pretty big treat, like that is a really good convention, yeah, it was amazing. It was really exciting and Brooke, you were with me at Calgary, and you've been doing shows with Boom, like have you done any other ones?
0: um, I did Awesome con, the one here in d c so like that I didn't have to travel far for that to walk down the street, but um nice. <laughs> uh that's it though uh Calgary was the last one that I went to
1: and that in Emerald City
0: yeah, in Emerald City as well, but um but yeah, every every single one has been really fun and amazing. And cosplayers at every single one, which I think yeah. is kind of crazy.
1: That was the thing that drove me. Like, the fact that we sat <laughs> down at the table on, like, Friday morning at Emerald City before anything was open, and there were Lumberjanes cosplayers at your table.
0: Yeah, it's like, did y'all, how? You haven't even <laughs> read the comic yet.
1: <laughs> like, it didn't even exist yet. I mean, this is when I mean, when I was at Heroes Con over the weekend, there were Wicked and the Divine cosplayers, which I thought was crazy because the comic's only been yeah, out that's for so
0: nuts. for four yeah, days. That's
1: but Lumberland Janes literally didn't exist yet. <laughs> so that was yeah, pretty it's wild. That's the
0: internet. I don't know. That's
1: well, pretty cool. It's just neat to see it happen. So, I mean, you know, Brooke, I know you've been working on it pretty much 24 hours a day, but um, a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, are you guys uh, going doing any other shows with it, or or have any plans to do like signing type things in the future?
0: Um, I'm going to San Diego. Brooke, are you going? No, I gotta stay home um, and draw it. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I, I'm going to San Diego. Brooke nice. is
1: doing important things. <laughs> so your second <laughs> ever Comic Con is gonna be San Diego Comic Con.
0: Yeah. Are you excited? <laughs> I. I'm a little terrified. Mostly excited though. Um, so uh I'm only gonna say their
1: full names for the purpose of the podcast, but uh your friends and mine, Shen Waters and Noelle Stevenson, you might
0: be familiar. Uh are they gonna be at San Diego too? I believe so. I don't think Noelle is staying the whole time, okay. but um yeah, there will be a period of time where she's there, certainly.
1: That's pretty awesome. Um okay, so just to to kick off questions um that are fun to answer. <laughs> I'm a great interviewer. Um what have been some of your favorite I mean, I know the cosplay is really exciting, but what have been some of your favorite kind of fan interactions that you've had so far? Um we'll start with Brooke, if you want.
0: Um well, I don't We've got a lot of fan art. Like someone will pick up the comic, like at a signing or at one of those conventions. Um, I know one in particular like the one that you came to grace here in DC yeah like, someone like pick up a comic and then they left and then came back like an hour later and they were like here I drew you this fan art right now <laughs> 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 which was it is really good um but like that's happened several times so those are always really cool that's so awesome so I have little treasures that's really yeah. good. and you keep them
1: yeah. I keep on my fan art from kids. It's very exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what about you Grace? Um my favorite happened literally this afternoon. <laughs> um I went to Laughing Ogre, which is like right up the street from me. Um and I was I was going to pick up Bravest Warriors, the one that Kate wrote. Oh yeah. Which Yay. so it's the... so good. Congratulations. Oh, so Thanks, good. <laughs> um, like, like right. really. Good job. Thanks. Um so I went to go pick up that, and I picked up Ms. Marvel, too. Um, oh, good, good. I know. I, I haven't read any of it yet, and everyone keeps saying, like, you should read it. So oh, I, man. I, I no, think you would like it, so I good. think, a yeah, lot. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Um, but anyway, so I, I went to Laughing Ogre with one of my friends, thankfully, so she can... Uh, corroborate on the story um <laughs> we were just like wandering around and this like we heard this like tiny voice like come bouncing in the door and she was like I hope they have the lumberjanes and I was like are you kidding me and it was this little girl and she was there to get lumberjanes and I just like lost it I was crying it was so much oh my god um and I was like so overwhelmed I didn't even know what to do so we just left I, I, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know. Why I know. Didn't you signed it for her. <laughs> I should have know. lost her mind. You did I, I didn't know what to do. Because how do you? How do you like, like? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what to do. So I left because I, I was like also
1: weeping. So like,
0: <laughs> I understand I that
1: fear because you're like you're holding a child's dreams in your hand.
0: I know. You're like if <sighs> I do the wrong thing. <laughs> I didn't want to be like creepy, and I didn't want to be like a jerk, and like this is oh, my yeah, book. Like, so okay. yeah, that yeah. really
1: that really emanates off you in waves.
0: <laughs> a creepy jerk, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's uh-huh. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really crazy.
0: Um, yeah, it was it was so bizarre and so great. I really regret not like signing and buying her book for her. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, I I mean, is that your local shop?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. what you should so if, do if as, a, as a retailer,
1: can I merely suggest um, that, uh, like, go in and just be like, hey, I write Lumberjanes. And just, like, I mean, ask to sign a couple copies because I've done that before. And people are generally pretty cool about it, unless the guy's a jerk and's like, that comic is for idiots. In which case, <laughs> burn the store down.
0: No, I will. No, no. I mean, they're, they're I have okay. <laughs> I, I really liked them. They were nice. And yeah. they. We coincidentally they they only have a couple other stores and one of them was the one that Brooke and I signed at when I was in DC. Okay, so, uh-huh. yeah. So they know yeah. you.
1: So just go yeah. ahead and sign some and like leave them. Kids will be stoked. Okay. Spread stuff on it. Like believe in your dreams. You're so wise. Yeah. I worked in retail for a long time. <laughs>
0: no. we did so. sign like a big batch, but we had so many to sign that like the sketches I was doing on them were just like circles or triangles or something. You didn't yes. have time to draw a sheep on everyone. I mean, I got pretty far. You drew a lot of sheep. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I love sheep. But well, and your initials are
1: Ba. It's so yeah.
0: perfect. It like <laughs> the first
1: time I realized that at Emerald City was a moment of being so purely charmed. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh my God, because it's a sheep.
1: Ah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That was really good. No, I, I mean, I just, I ask about it because, like, I mean, I'm just, you know, working the one day a week at, uh, my shop right now, but even then, like, I get people coming in and asking about lumber jeans, and, and all I've got is, I'm like, oh, yeah, I drew the buttons on it, but um, people are the badges stoked. are really cool. Yeah, they're they're awesome, pretty great. Right? I mean, let's yeah. be real. They're pretty great. <laughs> 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 no, but I um, had <laughs> someone come up to me. They're like, oh, you draw lumber jeans. I was like, no, I, just, I designed the badges, and the, just you this moment of like, yes.
0: oh, okay. I was like, people do sign that in the back. do that too. Like you draw lumberjanes? No. <laughs> I'm not nearly interesting enough for See, that. like the I'm opposite sorry. happens to me. They're like, you write lumberjanes? So like what's going on? Or or they think you're Noelle. They always think I'm Noel. I think I'm Noelle.
1: It happens to everybody. We literally all have the same haircut.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. So
1: I mean Noelle <laughs> is distinctive in that her hair her hair is red. But right. and I got the haircut because of you guys and I feel like Really Aww. weird, but I felt so out of place at Emerald City with my...
0: No, it looks so good on you. <sighs> it's re- yeah. It's very freeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, feel, you feel really good about it. I like having a lumber cut. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you had people contact you about that? Have you, has anyone been like, yo, I shaved half my head because of lumberjanes?
0: Not yet. It's well, going to yeah. happen. I'm waiting. It's definitely going to happen. We need a really dedicated cosplayer, I think.
1: Yeah. Or just like yeah. a
0: really cool person. I
1: think you're going to get it at San Diego. I, I think so, too. I think you're going to get a lot of cosplayers in San Diego.
0: <gasps> right? They have to take pictures with us. That's yeah. the law. Well,
1: this was, I saw a group of people dressed as Bravest Warriors at Heroes Con, and literally every time I saw them, they were, like, 40 feet away, and I couldn't get to them. Or, like, somebody no. would stop me, or they'd go into a panel. I saw them, like, three times. I was so mad. I'm sorry. <sighs> it was a bummer, but, you know.
0: It was Catbug. What? Was there one
1: that was Catbug? I saw a cat bug. There was a group, I think, and it was um, Chris, Danny, Beth, and cat bug.
0: They couldn't find a wallow. Oh, that's too bad because they could have had wallow, like, carrying whoever was being cat bug.
1: I just really want to see plum (laughs) cosplays. It's,
0: like, really bad. Yeah, Yeah, plum rolls.
1: If you see any at San Diego, you are obligated to bring
0: them to me. Yeah. Like, in a suitcase. I'll I'll put them in my suitcase (laughs) Um, and then send them to you.
1: One thing I kind of did, you know, want to ask about in a in a public space rather than just uh, grilling you privately is um, so we've had a lot of uh, male fans of Lumberjanes in our shop, like kids, little boys. And that is super exciting to me. And Noelle and I talked about this at the panel at TCAF just about, you know, it was writing for a female audience and then kind of. What do you do when you write, when a comic you've written for a female audience finds a male audience and it's not creepy like Bronies, where it's yeah. actually just <laughs> enthusiastic 10 year old boys? And I had a really great interaction with a little boy in the comic shop maybe two weeks ago picking up Lumberjanes, who was totally unabashed about just really loving the comic and being like, yeah, it's super well, great. These adventures are so cool well, and they're all best friends and like, it's so much fun. And I love that there's like puzzles and stuff in it. And he was totally into it and just nowhere in it was like, and it's girls like he just didn't <laughs> care, and he was like, "This is just a really fun story." So that's, that's really, awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. Like, have you guys seen any of that or, or dealt with that at all?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just waiting to see if Grace would I talk was first. I to see if
1: you wanted to see <laughs> You guys are too cute. You got to fight. Airtime.
0: Wow. So quiet. <laughs> um. No, I. I I don't know I I just at like the signings and at the conventions I've had like a lot of guys come up and and pick up the comic a lot of times people will be like I'm getting this uh for my sister yeah (laughs) I'm like you don't have to say that like (laughs) yeah but it's it's only like it's never like the little boys who say that it's always like the older Older guys guys. who are like this is for my sister I'm like that's great but it could also be for you like you don't have to like hedge you yourself buying this like just buy it and read it yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously the tar- the target demographic for this is, like, young girls. But I think that, like, the way that we're writing it is intentionally pretty inclusive of everyone. I mean, it's all ages. It's not a children's book.
1: Yeah. It's a – because, yeah, we just sort of talked about that and, and cross-identifying. And the idea that, I mean, I guess you guys, as ladies, are probably very <laughs> familiar with the fact that, like, when you're a kid, there are so many more – options for stories that are male led and star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. Like you have to find male characters to identify with because you're just like not represented. And that's yeah. not a thing that guys really ever have to deal with. And and I've seen right. that in fans of Lumberjanes being like, "This is so weird. They're all girls.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. also kind of
1: great that it's, that it's kind of forcing people to do that and that they seem to be getting really into it. Hold on Okay. <laughs> i broke.
0: Sorry, <laughs> you broke. Broke. You Aww. broke. Aww. No, it's it's Aww. me, broke. Not broke. Oh, okay. Oh, it's like the same uh, thing. Yeah. So no, yeah,
1: I don't like. How did? How does that? I mean, is that exciting for you guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest for a second. I was a little worried when we were starting that we were gonna kind of get the Brony effect, um, yeah. where it was gonna kind of get co opted and like. Polluted is maybe a strong word, maybe not the right word for it, but um, I think I think in general, at least with My Little Pony, um, I think the Bronies kind of own that show now in a lot of ways, um, yeah. and and the books, um, but I think I think that man, I'm like not. Very like, articulate on this right now. Um,
1: it's okay. I think
0: I think I think we're we're not having that problem. At least not in any way that I've seen. No, I think I don't, that, I don't
1: think it's dominated at all. Like I don't
0: think it's, yeah, it's been. I think it's been really respectful. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really excited that guys are reading it because I think that there are a lot of in in the same way that there are a lot of themes in My Little Pony that are universal. I think that there are a lot in Lumberjanes that are universal as well.
1: I think so too. And I think it's really cool to, to show that. And, you know, it's the thing that I'm always selling to people uh, at shows or at the shop is, you know, the fact that it is this all female creative team. And, you know, some people who are listening or who have even read leopard might not know that like you guys and you and you guys and and Shannon and Noel are like an all female creative team, but it's everybody on the book, like the letterers and the the anchors and the editors and, all, all the of variant, the covers, every um, one of the variant covers, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And you guys, and that are was, the, you're the only book doing that.
0: It was it was a really intentional choice. Um, when, like, in the very beginning, when Shannon and I were talking about who we were going to get to do the covers specifically, I was like, we have to do all women, um, just because. I mean, it's like it is kind of making a statement mm-hmm. um, because no one else is doing it, and because um, because it's it's important. Um, for women to be telling their own stories in the same way that it's important for, you know, like gay people to be telling their own stories and people of color and disabled people. Um, and I think that's something that I, that's a that's a goal that I have with Lumberjanes is that it's not, this isn't the end point. I mean, yeah, we're, we're all women working on the book, um, but we're also predominantly like white women. I would like to get more like, like some trans women working on the book and um, more women of color and a little bit more intersectionality um, on the book. Like that's, that's my goal with it because I think that um, it's a lot of the times when we talk about like how in comics or co- how comics are really segregated between men and women and like male creators and female creators. Um, a lot of the times the things that get left out are, it's like the intersectionality of the whole thing, um, because as as much as women in general are breaking through in comics, a lot of the times it's just white women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I'm kind of wandering now with regard to where this question started. Um, but Maybe
1: I get what you're saying, and it's important yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah i I really I'm really interested in getting more voices out there, um, so that when they're done working on *Lumberjanes*, they have more opportunities to tell their stories, you know.
1: Well, and I think that's really cool too. I mean, especially with Boombox, you know, they they found me and they found, you know, well, Shannon found you cuz you guys went to the Lesbian Camp in the Woods together, but um
0: <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes, it's fine. <laughs> I just you have, have to say that like I, I can't I, you know, Lumberjanes was, well, was To be fair, there. to be fair that we were friends on Tumblr before Lesbian Camp in the Woods, so <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to go
1: to Lesbian Camp in the Woods. Maybe I'm just jealous. You should me come with I'm super jealous. You guys should come with us. I really want to go. I you guys really have to do go. one on the East Coast. It's so far. Hey, it's not up to me. LA it's not up is so to me. So far. I know. Um if you don't know what you're, we're talking about, because, like, 99% of the population will not know what we're talking about, um, Grace works for Autostraddle, which is a lesbian news website. And uh, it's a bunch of stuff, but, you know, primarily.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the tagline is girl-on-girl girl culture. So exactly. So that however you want. Um, <laughs> but but every – it's annual now. We do a camp um, in the mountains, like, two hours outside of L.A. Um, and we do, like, panels and discussions. And this time we did a panel on Lumberjanes with uh, – it was me and Shannon – did um, you guys get hugged by everyone?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes we did. <laughs> I love that. I want to tell that to, like, every alternative young teenage girl who's been buying lumberjanes because there have been a lot. It's like, listen, I don't know if you know, but this is run by a bunch of lesbians in the woods. <laughs> so, <laughs> the things you're seeing in here that you want to identify with, they're there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fewer
0: bears in the woods at lesbian camp more making out in the woods at lesbian camp (laughs) are there bears there like just like there are though oh my god oh yeah no there there really are do you see one i haven't seen one but every time i've gone to camp someone has seen a bear okay (laughs) just after the like vegan marshmallows in the trash and stuff that's what they really want so they're, oh, not, they're not out for lesbian blood, they're just out no. for right they're like friendly bears, <laughs> but I thought they could smell menstrual blood, <laughs> oh my God <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I just, I lost it. well, just make it about periods, Kate <laughs> classic Kate. Back to periods <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> lumber jeans also periods um. Lumberjanes is a giant period metaphor. That's, <laughs> what? That's that's canon. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Off topic, but not
1: really off topic. Have either of you seen that ad that was like viral about the girl who fakes getting her first period? Yes. Uh. And her mom gets gets she throws her her first what? moon party. Yes, it's perfect. Oh Have you God. seen this, Brooke? No. She, maybe she vanished. Brooke. Brooke. Did you leave forever? <laughs> Brooke? Uh oh. Oh my god. What happened? I don't know. We were we were getting onto something there. Where
0: did she go? I have no idea. Oh,
1: Brooke. Brooke? Brooke. <laughs> 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 That's like And then they were eaten by bears. Um, Where is she? I don't know. (laughs) She just texted me. What happened? Okay. Hello, Brooke, are you there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I just went to go see this ad, but, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what happened. It just cut out. Okay. We can pick it
1: up again. (laughs) we're both you're both here yes okay yeah okay good don't don't leave to watch an ad again
0: I didn't really I was that was a joke but I was like in the middle of saying I'm gonna go watch it and then it cut out (laughs) but I could hear you guys for a while and you guys were like where's Brooke and I was like I'm I'm here oh my god can you hear me yes you're doing great Thank you, Grace. You're doing better. I really just like to listen to what you have to say. Oh, no. I want you to talk all the time, though, Brooke. No, but I don't want I think, you. <laughs> I think you have a really good brain. And I think everyone should hear what's inside of it. Oh, no. I don't think it was that no. I think this is going really well.
1: <laughs> okay, so we rescued Brooke from a bear, and she's back. Hey. Um, hi, Brooke.
0: <laughs> How was That's that? So brave back there. Yeah, we had to Little Red Riding Hood her out of there. I mean, I'm on my period, and it was just, (laughs) the came for me, and... (laughs) They could smell you. You got me back. Thank you.
1: No problem. You know, it's really weird that, like, I mean, that's from Anchorman, right? Like, that whole bears and periods thing. But, like, I saw that when I was so young that I legitimately believed that was a nature fact, I don't know if it is, but, like, I think of that all the time when I think of bears. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the woods when I'm on my period. (laughs)
0: Things get confused. Are there a lot of bears in Nova
1: Scotia? Uh, I think there are some bears. There's coyotes. There's a fair few coyotes in, like, the more rural. Rural? I can't say that word. Rural? Yeah. Yeah. Podunk. In the podunk (laughs) areas of Nova Scotia, there are coyotes.
0: Um. I like to imagine bears just, like, ambling down the main streets of Halifax, though. Just, well, there are yeah, polar bears in Edmonton. Exactly what it was just, like, about. eating up all the, the cartoonists. Because there's, like, 20 of you guys there or There's a lot right? of cartoonists
1: in Halifax. Most of them move to Toronto when they get any, like, sense. But I'm still oh, okay. here. So all we, those
0: highbrow cartoonists.
1: We had a deer crash into a coffee shop last year or the year before. It just... Just dove right, headfirst through a glass window. It-
0: Never-ending excitement in Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs>
1: Except for when it ends for like eight months a year because everything shuts down. <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once tourist season is over, we just go back to our hibernation caves, and which is like our houses with the internet. So you know, you
0: guys—you yeah, guys, so know you what guys that's are like. all bears. You're actually bears. Yeah, like yeah. gay bears. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, not like the animal. Well, but some like
1: of us are the animal.
0: The beast. Right intersectionality Brooke intersection it's important (laughs) representation
1: uh, yeah tell your stories (laughs) I was gonna I don't really okay so I remember where I was going oh you asked me if I saw an ad I did but but the first known party ad yeah (laughs) even before that um (laughs) going off of Grace's point which was an actual point um (laughs) it was so long ago (laughs) do you remember no. I remember when we were young. Um, no, we, you were talking about uh, intersectionality and bringing more people into comics, and the, the point I was going to make... Oh so long ago. I know, I know. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm doing the callback. That since, you know, I mean, Boom and Kaboom really sort of blew up when Shin started drawing from indie comics creators and web comics creators and pulling them into doing, you know, mainstream all-ages mainstream all comics with Adventure Time and a regular show and Bravest Warriors, if you're into that. Um... I think that carries over into Boombox because it's a lot of the same creators. So I feel like it's it's really great because you have this immensely diverse pool of people you can draw from because you have the whole internet, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So I think that's really promising. I think you don't have like the the small you know a, a small talent pool that you're limited to. So that's really cool.
0: Oh yeah, I mean this is this is great. We're going in a great direction right now. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, talent wise.
1: Yeah. Do you have any any people that you're like that are
0: doing covers you're really excited about? What do you think, Brooke? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was gonna say Carrie, but I don't really know how to say her last name. It doesn't start with a P. Yeah, P. P- yeah. H? I know what you're talking oh, about. We're the worst. Yeah. yeah well, I just feel like it's, it's just it's, it's, it's she's she has one of those names that I always read, but I have never had to say it out loud. <laughs> Carrie Prishech. This is how I feel about Carrie P. <laughs> my good friend Carrie P. I'm super excited about her cover. It's yep. awesome. This yeah. is
1: how I feel when I try
0: and say Paulina's last name. Oh, oh yeah. Show. See, she's in. Oh, that's a made-up name. <laughs> show. I know. I didn't know how to say it for the longest time, but like she's, she's just in my phone as Goku. I know. Gokuchu. Okay. <laughs> Which is made up.
1: <laughs> you have Brooke Allen and Grace Ellis. You guys are really easy. Yeah. Everyone in Lumberjanes is a very easy to pronounce name. That's nice. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to be considerate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still get Kate, Kate Lee Kate all the time. Yeah, Kate Lee, or Kate Ordy, which is great. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> Kate or dies. Kate Ordy <laughs> happens a lot. It's very annoying. <laughs> um. So, uh, the one thing that I want to definitely ask you guys, um, what what stuff are you
0: guys reading? Like, what comics are you reading right now? Um. She Hulk, The Wicked and the Divine. Um, I just picked up Miss Marvel 2, which I have not read, but I've got. I think it's really four good. We should, have, we should have a book club. Oh, oh,
1: we should. Can I be in it? I've read all five issues, though. No. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Um, uh, what else? Yeah. Wicked and the
1: Divine is. Re- Did you like it? I really
0: liked it. Oh, I loved it. Lucy's so cool, huh? Yeah. I love her hair. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can um, see you being really into Lucy.
0: <laughs> Not that I'm, like,
1: stereotyping you, but I'm kind of stereotyping <laughs> you
0: a little bit. Well, you know. Um, and <laughs> she does now. <laughs> ghost Rider. Tradmore's Ghost Rider, of course. Oh,
1: man, it's so good.
0: It's so good.
1: It's so good. I haven't talked about that yet or, like, mentioned it at all. It's so weird. I do these rapid-fire, like, here's everything I'm reading, and I name 20 titles, and it's, like, half the stuff I'm
0: picking up. But, yeah, the Ghost amazing. Yeah, and then Ada and Alex. I don't know if you guys... I've seen it, but I haven't picked it up. (gasps) It's so good. It's like, you know, this guy gets this android robot from his grandma because she's like, you're lonely and, like, you need to get a girl. Here, I just, I got got one for you. And (laughs) he's like, that's really weird. But then he's like, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but, you know, he has, like, this robot. (laughs) First issue.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. But it's good. Um, anything, anything in comics that you're looking forward to? Mm. <laughs> Nothing you hate.
0: You hate comics. I hate, yeah, it's, they're the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steven Universe. I'm excited about that. Oh man,
1: I can't believe that starts so soon. I know. That's Coleman was really just great.
0: here. Oh Inky yeah. Steven Universe Aww. pages.
1: That's so, so cool. So that's fresh
0: in my mind. Um. What else? That's going to be really great.
1: I'm so excited oh. about the covers and stuff that I've seen for that. Yeah,
0: so good. Grace, you reading anything other than Miss Marble? Um, I've been reading Black Widow, this okay. new Black Widow run, which I really like a lot. I think the artists, oh my God, I have such a boner for the art in Black Widow. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been reading Sex Criminals, obviously, because uh. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah thank you thank thank you i don't think i would have picked it up if you hadn't been so adamant about it did you hear that a couple got engaged at the
1: sex criminals at heroes con
0: <laughs> what? Really? Uh,
1: there's a sex Criminals <laughs> panel and chip told me about it on the plane down that this couple the guy wanted to propose to the girl so they cosplayed as john and Susie, main characters and they had everybody um and this is like you know in cahoots with matt fraction and chip Zdarsky. i really like the way i just said cahoots um mm-hmm. And so they got <laughs> they got everybody in the room to freeze, you know, to pretend that they were in the quiet. And they kind of ran around, and then the guy proposed. <gasps> and oh, wow. when she said yes, which is a terrifying moment, right? She said yes, and then Fraction <laughs> hit the speaker, and it started playing Fat Bottom Girls like what? super loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh my it's god! Kind of crazy, like comment amazing. What an amazing world! That
0: wow. is amazing. Imagine, imagine
1: being like. How did you guys get engaged when your kids are, like, 16? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) At a Sex Criminals panel when we pretended we just had orgasms and we're freezing time.
0: So great. So
1: you're liking Sex Criminals. What else are you reading? Yeah.
0: Um, I've been keeping up with Midas Flesh, which I know I, like, I'm supposed to be keeping up with because it's the other boombox book. But I really do like it a lot. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Um, I think those are the main books I've been reading. That's awesome that's awesome I just
1: like to know I like to know what everybody's into and like Ada and Alex I haven't checked that out yet but um I've had people recommend it to me yeah it's good it's good um all right so gonna kind of get towards wrapping it up um what so which issue are you drawing right now Brooke
0: um (laughs) I'm on five right now all right all right yeah Yeah. I mean we're only writing six when we're not like ages ahead of you I know I like what happens if I beat you well, have I finish then, before y'all finish six. Then we get in trouble. <laughs> the, the, I want we, like a prize though. Okay. <laughs> what what kind of prize do you want? Are we gonna let's make this well I told that. Whitney. Okay. I told Whitney that I want my name four times on the book. <laughs> <laughs> just just Alan, 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 Alan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. No, I think that's totally fair. I think we should have an Alan variant that if great. you beat us oh well I was you know the a cover but variant <laughs> is fine <laughs> it'll well it'll be the a cover because it'll be the Allen cover it's like a for Allen. a plus plus a plus the a plus cover yeah uh-huh. Whitney she puts up with so much <laughs> she does she God. just quit when, me when,
1: she quit what? bravest warriors she's oh. not she's not my editor anymore but we got Cameron Chittick and uh, Rebecca Taylor so I'm pretty stoked
0: like oh, them. well, they're great. Yeah, yeah,
1: they're the best. So I'm stoked. Yeah, I feel like she's probably got her hands full with you guys. That's yeah, Lumber pretty Lumberjane ended up. Um, so you, Grace, you're going to be at San Diego. Uh, do you guys have anything else planned for the summer that you're doing or places you're going to be that you're excited about? Or that you're not excited about? <laughs> like I'm going grocery
0: shopping works as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I work at Trader Joe's sometimes, so.
1: Yeah, you do, you do the signs and stuff there. They look awesome. Hey! Thanks. I see. Him. Yeah, that's that's it. On Instagram, they're really good.
0: They're really good.
1: Y'all, you should be proud. Stop! I'm so red right now. Stop it. Luckily, it's a podcast.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <at all. laughs> um, well, I've never
1: known. So you're not doing any other shows this summer that you know of?
0: Uh, not that I not that I know of. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's cool, Grace. Yeah. Um, they boom purposely didn't schedule um anything past San Diego just because they I don't I don't know why they just were like we're not scheduling anything past San Diego so okay that's yeah that's as far ahead as I know
1: now um I know a lot of people already know the answer to this because you have formally answered it but do it enthusiastically for me please is Lumberjanes an ongoing series
0: yeah no it's it's been canceled Brooke! Over. This
1: <laughs> Brooke, you L. just made
0: a child cry. I don't know why the child is listening to an explicit podcast, oh. but you made her cry. I like think we've yeah. been no, it's, we've it's like, keeping doing. it pretty clean. I don't think this has to be explicit. Do you yeah. want us to swear a whole bunch? Ian swore a lot. Did <laughs> he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See? <laughs> Thank you. We
1: earned our badge.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't oh, even mean to do that. Oh, gross. Ugh. Oh, get out of here.
1: <laughs> and <necessary>. with that, <laughs> um, all right, guys, I'm going to let you get back to your real lives. But um, thank you for being on the show. And, and everyone should go read Lumber Jeans because uh, three issues are out so far. When is the next one? Do you know?
0: Um, hold on. I do know. Yeah. It's um, July, I'm assuming. July 9th. July. Oh, that's really soon. Yeah. That's really issue same. four, it gets real, it gets really real in issue four. It does. So, are, your are, are any
1: ladies going to smooch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there Can smooching? Is there me.
1: smooching in issue four? Can I ask that? No, me? I don't know.
0: No, there isn't. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> there isn't? Um, no, sorry. Okay. No problem.
1: Okay. Um, all right. Will you guys? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, someone <laughs> of the students asking me something. Um, yeah. Oh, so, I'm going to let you guys go. But, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having course, us, Kate. Thanks for being cuties.
0: Oh, you're a cutie. But,
1: yeah. Okay, I take it. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys.
0: Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All
1: right. That is it for episode two. We'll be back in about two weeks with a new one. And uh, in the meantime, why don't you just rate review us on iTunes? It's exciting to be able to say that. Um. Our theme song has been a big hit, which is really exciting because I love electropop songs about me. Uh, it'll be available on iTunes very soon as well as on VillageSoundcast.com. You can follow us at LTLcast on Twitter. We also have a Tumblr, which is Less Than Live although there's nothing on it yet. There will be! Encourage us, send us messages. We will see you next time on Less Than Live.
0: amnesia forgetful face this was a village soundcast network original production
1: today's episode is about tabbies i love tabbies they're such a friendly breed personally i have a tortoise shell now i don't know if you know but that's almost a calico it's just a little less decisive kate leth talks about cats <laughs>